Hey everyone and welcome back to Citywide Blackout, your home for the best creators from around the world. I'm your host Max Bone. Joining me now, I get to talk to the band Generations. They have recently released their first single, Dreambound, but much more to come. Guys, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me. Thanks so much all right all right why don't we start with uh, just a round of introductions uh just kind of go like around the room and uh tell everyone who you are sounds good i guess i'll start so i'm uh duncan i'm the drummer in the band um i've been playing drums since i was 10 years old um i love just getting on the drum kit and smacking those skins as hard as i can <laughs> and uh yeah, I live in Red Deer, Alberta here. I've always kind of... Jaron actually got me into metal music when I was in high school, and I've been addicted ever since, so... <laughs> I feel like Jaron should introduce himself now that Duncan's already... Yeah, yeah right? I feel like that would make the most sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, my name is Jaron. Um, I started playing guitar in, like, high school, and then I sweet-talked Duncan into playing metal. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, I would have like taught myself guitar with YouTube videos. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. Like I'm in taking computer science right now. Um, I write all the music for the band. So it's, it's been quite a journey with these fellows and I'm glad to be a part of it. You have like the aura, the sunlight behind you. Yeah. I know, dude. I feel, I feel like a, uh, I feel like an angel right now. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with my bald head, you know, it's just like really shiny. Yeah. <laughs> just reflecting off. Uh, I'm Rylan. I guess I'll I'll introduce myself. I'm Rylan. Uh, I'm one of the vocalists uh, for the band. I do a lot of screaming primarily. I joined the band um, in like 2017, I think, or something. Oh, tell the story about how you got kicked out. Oh, well, I don't know. Like I tried out like early uh, for the band, like I don't know. I was probably like 14 or something like that. And then, um, yeah, it was just like, I wasn't good. Of course, it was like 14, like barking into a microphone. So, um, but then I don't know. I just like went back after and grinded for a bit. And then, uh, yeah, eventually joined the band officially in, yeah, like 2017 or something like that. And then been, been around ever since currently living in Vancouver for school, studying, uh, psychology um, and yeah I do Kelly and I do a lot of like writing lyrics and things like that we collaborate with the entire band for a lot of that stuff um, and you know Jaren contributes to lyrics too and things like that it's quite a collaborative process but that's kind of my role uh, I'm Dawson uh, I'm actually Ryland's older brother uh, so yeah he tried out for our band yeah like when he was 14 yeah, worked his and way up, Duncan and now he's, I kicked him out. Yeah, now he's an absolute <laughs> beast. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I'm Dawson. I've been playing guitar since I was uh, five years old. Um, I started out with classical and flamenco guitar, so I it, it's far off from what I am now as a metal musician. Um, but yeah, like we, I went from playing standard tune classical guitars to like drop G chuggy chuggy chug. So uh, I'm actually a full time accountant. Uh, I'm working towards my chartered professional accountant here in Canada. Uh, I think it's like certified professional accountant in the states there. Uh, so I'm yeah, I'm just an accountant nerd that uh, plays metal. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that's me, Kelly. So my name's Kelly. Um, I actually ended up joining the band 
um, after Dree Brown's recording. Um, so I've been with them since probably the beginning of 2019, um, officially. Um, myself, I've been singing since I was about 10 when I was in like Broadway style theater, um, drama geek turned, turned, uh, like school band turned into metal musician. My, it was all because my sister convinced my dad to buy a uh, drum set when I was young and I kind of just took over the drum set. And then years later, I just kind of slid into the vocalist role. Cool. I I feel like many metalheads have followed that exact same path. They they go from like drama <laughs> club to school band to metal band. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, um, yeah. That's me. Professionally, I'm a I'm a Red Seal journeyman chef by trade. Cool. But, uh, in the in the trades for work. Nice, nice. So so when like the band's touring, you're gonna be uh, you're gonna be the one doing all the uh, the uh, the cooking. <laughs> no, actually, uh, I'm the. Uh, uh i i don't know about that i i i cooked them eggs benny when we did our work our recording last year um i think everybody liked it it was really good yeah that was some good eggs benny yeah it's actually how we like met kelly we would always go to like boston pizza for wings after every like band practice and then that's where he was like a chef there and we'd always get him to make us like extra hot wings that weren't even on the menu and we would always hear this dude like just absolutely like belting in the back of like in the kitchen, just singing. And it was like songs that we recognized and that we really liked and that like, you know, we knew were like really hard songs to sing and things like that. So then, uh, yeah, we kind of eventually like met him and kind of got acquainted with Kelly and then had him out for a jam. And uh, the rest is pretty much history. So what happened was I went to one of your shows at Bose and I saw the careless whisper cover. Oh I yeah. Like, I'm, I am. I'm sold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that Chris isn't here. Yeah. We're missing, we're missing our bassist. Um, so like the original members would be me, Duncan and Chris. And um, Chris is cool. He, I met him at like playing in a marching band. So <laughs> I guess there is like a little bit of that. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> School band to metal band. What a jump. And our bassist is the one that plays the saxophone for our Careless Whisper cover. Okay, I've never heard of a saxophone in a metal band. That's that's a new one for me. Well, hopefully we record a single eventually where there'll be... We have a saxophone, Chris, yeah. yeah. <laughs> performing, doing some sax work on a single one of these days here. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> the crowds go absolutely nuts. Like we'll just be like playing our gent stuff, and then all of a sudden the saxophone just gets whipped out, and the crowd just loses it. <laughs> oh yeah, people will like reach out to touch it and things like. Yeah, that. of course, of course they will. Absolutely. All right. Okay. You know, I want to talk a little bit about how this band first came to be uh, because I read, uh, Jaron, uh, you founded the band back in 2016. How did it kind of go from that to uh, to what we have now? So I like. I get really into things and then I also try to get my friends really into the things that I'm in. And so like, I just heard like this down tuned guitar on like this song. And I'm like, that's the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard. Um, and so like, I tried really hard to like learn it and like see what the hell they were doing. And then Duncan and I were friends cause we were in like a robotics club. We're just a bunch of nerds. If you haven't like, 
<laughs> Got that vibe. I'm yeah. getting that. I'm getting that. And then I would slowly like spew shit onto Duncan. Like I would just yeah. like build him up. Like, just I would, randomly. I wouldn't, I wouldn't I, you know, I started with like hard rock and stuff and like a little bit of screaming. And then I would always like, I'd be like, buy a double kick pedal, buy a double kick pedal. <laughs> it took me forever to buy a double kick pedal too. <laughs> and um, yeah, I don't know. Like it's just, we've just been going and it just like, it's been really fun. We've gone through like, there's been a few members that we've gone through and it seems like everyone has been like a story. Um, and like even Dawson too, like he and I worked together. He and I worked at Sobeys while we were in high school. And like, I would just be like, Hey Dawson, check out this cool band. Hey Dawson, check out like this cool metal. And then I think that trickled down to Ryland too, because they're brothers. So yeah, I was just did like, the same I'm... thing to Chris. So yeah. I don't know. I guess I manipulated everyone into a, doing my bidding <laughs> hey it works when you found me, I, was, I was already corrupted so <laughs> <laughs> oh nice so, so so you have like the one like acolyte kind of yeah uh, i feel like jaron was kind of like moses like <laughs> in the desert at times thou shalt observe the commandments of the gent yeah <laughs> And we've been some genty boys ever since. So it's been it's it's been a lot of work, but it's yeah. been really fun. Yeah, yeah. I so um I've been I've been listening to, uh, uh, to Dreambound a bunch of times, and that's a fucking amazing song, guys. That's that's an awesome one. Um Thanks. hell hell of an opening round. But I know you guys also have an album in the works too, right? Uh I have a whole album of content written. Um it's just like funding and then getting it recorded so one day one day we'll get there maybe it'll be like 10 years from now but it'll happen <laughs> eventually it's still in the works yeah we do yeah. have a single recorded that's uh which year did we record that 2021 was that yeah we 2021 we recorded December it with, of 2021 yeah we recorded yeah. it with kelly that's our first song with kelly oh cool things and it's gonna be uh it's gonna take uh, uh oh, take my story and put one out. <laughs> cool, cool. Is it kind of in like uh, the same vein as Dreambound? It's really dark. Oh, nice. It's, like really dark and gritty. I like and it. Has that. like this eighties like synth wave kind of feel going for it. Um, it's really progressive because we only play like we have a like the the song never repeats. We only play like a chorus once. Yeah. It's, it's like nothing you've ever heard yeah uh, i like that the nature of the song is about like uh mental illness and depression oh so um but it's still kind of in the same vein of like the technique okay um how yeah. did a uh, mental illness kind of become like the subject for the song i'm actually not sure jaron i think uh i think i kind of went through like a like a time there for a bit and that's kind of like when I wrote an album, because um, like that's kind of how I expressed the way that I was feeling. And then I just yelled at Kelly to write about mental illness, and he did a banging job. Or Kelly and Ryland. So, oh, yeah. Well, that and it was right in the middle of COVID. So you know, actual depression is a is a great thing that fuels lyrics. So. <laughs> Yeah, I think yeah, it's something that a lot of maybe members in the band have like dealt with and experienced. And 
you know, like for Kelly and I, um, you know, we collaborated on the lyrics of the song and that was the first time we'd ever like worked together for like writing a song. And I think like the process went really well and like our um, lyrical styles just mesh really well together. Um, so that's why, uh, you know, I think he's a great addition to the band just because uh, and, and a great band member just because his ability to write lyrics is uh, exceptional. And I think, yeah, like our, um, I don't know, we kind of wrote our separate parts and then just came together and it ended up being like both the parts that we'd individually written just mesh so well together. We didn't really have to do many revisions or anything like it just uh, fit like uh, fit together like a whole puzzle. It was great. Yeah, it was perfect. Recording Stranger Things was interesting because like when we recorded Dreambound, we we had it like all planned to a T. Like we were prep. Dreambound would have like really accelerated us as a band because um, it was really hard. It was really hard for us to learn. All of us, all of us struggled with that song. So it kind of like pushed us to a new level. Um, and then when we recorded Stranger Things, um, Rylan and I would have left to BC for school. So like a province away. Um, but we all like came back to record Stranger Things, but we didn't know how this song would sound together. Like we had no idea. We just like, we knew our parts, we knew the lyrics, like we theoretically had an idea, but we didn't know. So it was like wild to see it like all come into play. And I remember like when we were leaving, we were all in like Duncan's truck and like recording at the studio is like an intense thing because it's like two days and it's just go 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 and we were like what the fuck was that <laughs> like <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah stranger things is a bop it's my favorite track so far nice. it's just yeah, in the mixing process right now too so we're hoping well i i don't know when we'll have it prepared it's just going through that whole mixing process then i'll have to go through mastering um but man we are so pumped because like we we love dream down it was such a great song and we've gotten a lot of really great feedback on it but boy stranger things is like just we're so excited well when we were recorded Dreambound, we were kids like um rylan was only 17 when we recorded that song he was literally still a kid <laughs> he was literally a child like we were just a bunch of kids um like i'm just about 25 now and i was like 21 when we went in same with like duncan so Damn, man. Yeah. I, I got to say, hearing that, that that, uh, that makes the song even, like, more impressive to like, hear that. Oh, yeah, we were all, like, like in our teens, like, like low 20s when we recorded that song. <laughs> Holy you shit. Know, just, man. like, living in our parents' basement, like, yeah. spending all of our money on fucking equipment and, like, expensive studio time. But This it, is it how it goes, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> you make some money, record a song. You make some more, you make some more money, you buy some more gear. Yeah, especially when, like, I don't know, like, um, for all the guitarists or gearheads out there, that's such an addiction, man. It's just, like, buying more. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've i got, like, a small taste of that doing this show because I'm always, like, on the lookout for, like, new stuff, new toys. And so I'm like, oh, this new microphone, these new headphones, this new whatever. And I can only imagine it's probably just, like, ten times more for, like, any kind of musician. Oh, yeah, dude. And like fucking Duncan or Duncan and I, we worked in like an audio production company. So we would get like some pretty mad deals on stuff. So, like, <laughs> nice. So, yeah, you know, shout the, out to Parkland Audio. Yeah. <laughs> to the addiction. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
we've got like our, our like a whole jam you can kind of see it behind dawson there but we've got like a whole jam room set up and like a mixer and like a bunch of in-ears and like yeah it's pretty sweet we are a whole bunch of fucking nerds like we <laughs> we, we go to like these like dive bars and we have like a whole server set up and, like... <laughs> we literally bring a router for our in-ear monitors we'll just show up like router mixer run all the in-ear monitor lines everybody's got in-ears that are just cabled in and Dude, uh, sound guys hate us man yeah sound guys absolutely <laughs> despise us yeah <laughs> It is a little overkill, but I don't know. It's like, it's just part of like, I think who we are as a band. I feel like we just really like gear and like um, putting on a really good show. So part yeah. of that. And, and that's really a good thing too. I think, I, th- I think that, uh, that you guys had that kind of commitment to making the show as good as possible. Yeah. The sound guys may, may like look at you and think, oh, fuck these guys. But <laughs> if the show sound, sounds amazing, then it's then fucking worth it, man. Yeah, I think that's kind of what we all think. I think like that's kind of our approach to shows is it's worth the trouble. And it doesn't take long for us to set up. Like we got it working like a pretty well-oiled machine now because we've been uh, running in-ears for so many years now. Um, So I think that, yeah, we just kind of get set up really quick. And I think, yeah, at first sound guys are pretty apprehensive, but there's been a few times where, you know, we have like sound guys, they seem really grumpy and pissed off as we're like setting up all our gear and saying, hey, we want to like, run in your lines and things like that but then you know we don't we try not to take too long setting it up and then kind of after we play like usually uh in our experience the sound guy kind of cheers up a little bit more after that just because i think um they're just maybe happy with the performance and how quickly we run through everything. Sure. Yeah. All right. Now I'm not too familiar obviously with the scene up where you, uh, where you guys are. So what are some of the venues uh, you frequent? The vat, the vat's like, like kind of like the spot in Red Deer for what we do. Mm. The vat, yeah. Bose yeah. is pretty good too. Bose, we played a few shows Bose there. Bose, uh, yeah. Rylan, you should tell the. Speaking of like sound guys, you should tell the Vern story. Yeah, well, like uh, so, we uh, there's this place in Calgary, Alberta called Vern's. It's kind of in like a, a basement. Um, under i think it's under like a pizza joint or something like that like it's just like in the base it's a dive bar <laughs> well it's it's hey man it's got some character man i like burns don't i love burns don't be hating on burns yeah it is oh, a little no bit no hate it's got, yeah it's got lots of character that's for sure there's like a wall uh behind the stage where there's just a ton of symbols and things like that and um <laughs> there's uh the sound guy i think he's the owner he's a bartender like he's kind of a jack of all trades guy there um and he looks like santa claus you know and he's this uh like big you know he's kind of scary at least for me I, again i was like pretty young at the time we played this venue we had and to sneak so, you in yeah oh that's true yeah he was I'm like more than willing no, I yeah, well, because like I was underage, like being in the band for so long, so a lot some bars I did have to kind of sneak into to be able to play a show, and so uh, this one I kind of like snuck in, yeah, to play the show, and um, his name was uh, Clint, and yeah, he's like this big kind of grizzly guy, and for me as a young kid, I don't know, it was a bit intimidating. He seemed a little bit, you know, like standoffish at first, um, and. Yeah, his name was Clint, and like the locals that went to the bar all the time, they they called him Clinerus. Um, 
<laughs> um, and but yeah, he was like he was pretty um, like he seemed troubled and like kind of pissed off that we wanted to run in years, and he was really? kind of, he was bitching about it at first, like oh I don't want to set up in years and fuck it I hate running in years and stuff like that. But anyways, we went through it real quick and uh, we we played our sets and then we cleared off and uh, got all our gear off stage and things like that and then kind of by the end of the night after all the other bands played after us and we were um loading out and things like that he paid us which he didn't take a cut from the sales of the bands like he only takes like he like as far as money that he takes like he just takes it from like drinks that he sells and things like that which i thought was like quite amazing like you don't see too many venues do that um so shout out to verns and calgary for being that way like you can tell he really wants to support local bands, which is great. And then, but anyways, like the whole night, he was just like kind of grumpy and, you know, uh, seemed pissed off that he had to set up or that we wanted to set up in years and things like that. And then after we played and we were clearing out of the venue, <laughs> he gave each one of us in the band a hug and told us how great of a show we played and uh, to come back anytime. And like, we were always welcome at his venue and things like that. So it was a funny experience because at first, like, I was intimidated by him and and I think everyone kind of got a standoffish um like feeling from him but then at the end of the night he was giving each of us a hug and it was really it was it's quite strange but it was really good like I love that venue it was quite the experience playing there so dude literally like life has not been the same since we've played at Vern's. Like we played at Vern's and then COVID happened. Yeah. There's kind of this running joke in the band that like we went into Vern's and then like once you go into Vern's, life is never the same once you leave and you just like enter. Um, like the twilight zone. The twilight every, zone. Yeah. Every, yeah. And, and then literally like, like nukes can go off outside, like aliens could come or something, but you can go into Vern's and it's just nothing. Nothing, nothing matters. Yeah, time, every, time every stops in Alberta plays Verns at one mm-hmm. point, every band. Yeah, yeah, you pretty much talk to any local band like that plays in the Alberta scene and yeah, they'll know about Verns and you yeah. can tell them about the experience there. It was funny, like last year in Kelowna, I met, um, I went to like a punk concert and then there was one band playing there and I ended up like, because um, one of the opening bands, I was friends with the bass player. And so then I went to an after party and was like chatting with all the other bands that were playing. And yeah, the the leading, uh, the headliner for that show that night, I ended up talking with the guys in that band. They were telling me about how they played at Burns before and what an experience it was for them too. Like everyone that's played there kind of has a story, it seems. So, you know, I got to give Burns credit really as a venue like it's it's quite an amazing place so i gotta like check this place out now holy shit man sounds pretty awesome yeah. <laughs> no definitely if you're ever around like give her a go man yeah <laughs> just 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 yeah. just to like see clint in person just because like i want to see yeah. this like massive like larger than than like life presence here yeah you know of course i was young at the time so maybe my interpretation isn't totally accurate now but that's to my memory that's he was just like he's quite the character you know and at first yeah he was standoffish but then like deep down you could tell he's like a warm you know he's kind of like santa claus is the best way i can describe him. <laughs> like a drunk santa claus yeah <laughs> perfect the funny thing was to when he came over and like gave each one of us a hug, I think I was like the first one to get a hug. And I was not expecting it. And he just whispers into, well, not whispers. He's kind of loud. In the, he's like, you're a great guitarist. 
a terrible hugger. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's critical, geez. Yeah. Yeah, but then we played another show there, I think the next weekend or something too. So Yeah. Yeah, and he was a chill dude. The yeah. band played Bose before I joined. Um, he played the Vat. Yeah. I've played tons of tons of places between this band and the band that I was in before. I was all over the place, but nice. All right. Yeah. I I'm actually curious as as to kind of like where you guys all were like musically before you formed Generations. I was in a metalcore band. I was doing the clean vocals in a metalcore band and um, writing leads for it on piano and stuff like that. I was playing tuba in a marching band. I don't know, like fucking writing dubstep in grade nine. Shit. I think I, was, I think I was beatboxing dubstep in like middle school. <laughs> like from there, like that's pretty much it for me. I didn't start learning guitar until I was like 17 or 18 or something like that. Yeah, you really didn't start learning until I kind of met you. And then we used to hang out a lot in high school and just like play guitar. Yeah. Yeah, and then I used to, uh, like I said, I, I used to play classical and flamenco guitar. So uh, there's an artist in Canada called Jesse Cook, and it's just brilliant, like Spanish. Like I said, completely, completely different from uh, uh, the guitar I play now. But uh, just love that type of slower uh, classical style. Uh, played a lot of like competitions and talent shows and stuff like that as I was growing up. Uh, like I said, I've been playing for like 15 years, so... Um, been playing for a long time. And then when I kind of met uh, these guys, I was starting to get into like electric guitar and stuff like that. And uh, just really like the kind of more ch- chuggier stuff as, as it kind of moved on. Like nowadays, it's I love Meshuggah and like all that stuff that's really low, low tune and just thick and chunky. Um, but we uh, they asked me to join this like cover band, basically. And we were playing like Breaking Benjamin covers and like all these like basically hard rock stuff that was tuned to like drop B flat and uh, some Parkway drive covers and stuff like that. And that's kind of what got at least me into the more heavier stuff. And then Jaron wrote Dreambound. Uh, well, I wrote a couple other songs and then Dreambound. We were all just like blown away by that. And uh, yeah, started. Dreambound was the one we were most excited about for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. it's kind of it's neat to see like how we've all come together from so many different kinds like you you guys all kind of shared common influences going in but like i'm a i'm a post hardcore kid that like listened to alexis on fire in high school so like it's it's just it's neat that we've somehow all ended up on gent that is kind of weird yeah we ended somehow from all our weird backgrounds too we end up on like arguably one of the most um how should i say like mimi and <laughs> subgenres of metal no dude yeah. it's, it was all planned from the start <laughs> yeah <laughs> totally calculated yeah it was preordained that the uh that you would like all meet and form this band yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um and then yeah like i guess um like dawson yeah my brother he started off with classical and i kind of was the same other than I was playing violin for several years, um, doing like classical in kind of that vein. Um, and I played in like an orchestra for quite a few years. And uh, yeah, I was just like taking lessons, trying to get through my 
levels or whatever for violin. And then, yeah, my brother and I, we kind of started listening to like Linkin Park was, I think, the first kind of quote unquote heavy band for us at the time when we were kids. Um, and so then, you know, though we we still continued with like our classical orientation for music, we like that metal and hard rock and that sort of genre kind of followed us through. And then eventually we started to get into like um, heavier stuff. And my brother always kind of influenced my music tastes, of course, because, you know, we spent a lot of time together as kids. So then, um, yeah, it just kind of grew and developed. And then I think I started singing at around um, like 14 or something like that, just trying to scream like Slipknot songs and things like that. And then, um and blowing my voice out just about every day trying to figure that out but then yeah throughout time like um all of our music tastes have evolved since then and yeah we all kind of aligned for gent like kelly said so we were all band nerds though i'm noticing that every one of us mm. yep. and we all like lincoln park hybrid theory yeah man. yeah <laughs> yeah. That's yeah what about you dunk man well uh i actually uh I was like 10 years old and like I had asked my parents, I was like, I really want like a drum kit and I really want a drum kit. And then one day for my birthday, they brought me, well, first I had, they first like kind of had like an electric kit for me. And then one day they bought me just like a full, like five piece drum kit, just like all the cymbals and everything. And I thought that was the coolest thing. Um, I originally grew up like in the church a lot. So I was playing like a lot of like gospel music and stuff like that. And then I was always into kind of the rockier scene. So I was listening to like Kings of Leon and like Red Hot Chili Peppers and stuff like that. And uh, I think I like, I probably before I joined this band, like I must have known like two full uh, Kings of Leon albums because they were like my favorite band at the time. And then, yeah, I started hanging out with Jaron and he was just, just kind of started force feeding me metal a little bit. And, uh, <laughs> it's kind of an acquired taste. That's kind of what you have to do. Just like little bits at a time. It's kind of like coffee or uh, like Beer. seafood or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So eventually I you know, just got into it and uh, the rest is history. So nice. Duncan's way too, uh, way too humble. He's a fucking machine of a drummer. Like, he is. Yeah. We, his nickname in the band is literally the machine. He is the, well, he would have that church. He would have been playing in is like a, quite a big church. So like he's always had experience playing live. So yeah, it's like a, like, it's like a 1500 person church. So like playing in front of that, like I've, I played more, in front of more people in that church than we ever have with this band yeah. so yeah. <laughs> and like he was doing that as like a teenager you know so yeah fucking just bred yes <laughs> seriously he's drummer nice man nice all right so all right so uh you've got a uh, dreambound out now you got uh you got a uh, stranger things on the way what else do we have planned for this year Ooh, well we got change is what we're working on right now okay yeah um we'd like to get it recorded whenever we get money that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty hard when you're a university student when you're a university student yep or yep stuff like that change has everything though change has a ballad change has some of our heaviest riffs change has it's in our lowest tuning Change just has like a solo in it too like it's a very pretty song cool cool we're hoping we're hoping to play some shows this summer as well when everybody's kind of back in town. Um, but of course right now it's just like, 
I, I'm an accountant, so tax season's right away. Basically, no guitar for like two months, and then uh, yeah, so and then summer and everybody's back. We'd love to play some shows here around nice. Alberta and stuff like that. Nice. Um, any venues you haven't been to that are kind of on your must playlist? I really want to play the Starlight Room in Edmonton. I've heard that place um, a couple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to play well the, the Union Hall. Well, um, oh, yeah. Hall. Uh, to be honest, I'd like to play um, like Rogers Place. Like, if, like <laughs> yeah. probably won't happen for quite a while. Make <laughs> her go home. Palace <laughs> Theater, at least in Calgary, eh? Yeah, cool. the palace would be a nice. Oh yeah, absolutely. Palace. I'd like even like places like, um, like restaurant and bars like the Palomino in Calgary. Uh, they host bands. Love to play there too. All right, all right. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Duncan, Jaron, Dylan, Dawson, Kelly. Uh, I am absolutely loving Dreambound and definitely looking forward to hearing Stranger Things and Change and just everything else down the road. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. Yeah, thanks yeah, for thank having you. us. Man. Yeah, you got it. All right, uh, but uh, before we go, uh, let's give the folks at home uh, the socials, where do folks find you to learn more about you and follow the band. Um, yeah, so we have like Instagram and Facebook. Uh, you can just find us at like generations underscore band official. Um, and yeah, I'm usually the guy that's running the social medias. I haven't been super active on it lately just because I've been busy with school, but um yeah usually around releases and and we're gonna start um you know every time we get put on a spotify playlist or things like that um and yeah hopefully this summer with more shows and things like that we'll have lots more activity on social media and yeah feel free to follow us and find us on spotify and soundcloud and everything everything. uh, our music's on every like streaming platform and i think it's easier to to like contact us through i think our instagram is the most active of uh Mm. of the platforms yeah yeah and that actually reminds me a couple things uh who did the art for dreambound because that is not what i would expect (laughs) um i would have like uh hired i okay my first year at computer science was at university calgary and i met this um her name is zara i can't pronounce her last name i'm not going to try <laughs> but she would have done the um the artwork and she did a banging job yeah so. yeah amazing yeah and who's your photographer because they definitely deserve a shout out the other uh, person who took the shots of like each of you guys because they're fucking phenomenal um we've had a few different ones i know like yeah. our single shots that we got uh, kind of for like the release of Dreambound and like that we posted for the lead up to Dreambound uh, was Marlene Polymeric. Um, At, uh, I think it's Painted Light. I'm just going to look up and yeah. make sure. Painted Light Photography in Lacombe. Yeah. 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 So shout out to her. She's really great to work with if anyone needs, uh, you know, to get photos taken in kind of central Alberta area. Like she's definitely great to work with. My brother and I are like, grew up with her sons in Lacombe and things like that so um yeah she was really great to work with there <clears throat> all right all right all right guys well that is all the time we have for today I want to thank you once again uh definitely looking forward to the new music and I'm sure we'll be talking again real soon awesome. thank you for having that us. sounds thanks good thanks for having us Max yeah. thank you thanks Hey guys, what's going on? This is Brian Murphy from One Time Mountain, and you're listening to Citywide Blackout with Max Bowen. Rock on!
And that brings this episode to a close. Thanks to everyone for listening. And be sure to follow the show on Facebook at Citywide Blackout and Twitter and Instagram at Citywide Max. You can reach me at citywidemax at yahoo.com to suggest a guest or submit music for the Blackout Collection playlist. You can find the show wherever you check out your favorite podcasts. And new episodes are aired every Saturday at 10 p.m. EST on Boston Free Radio. That's all for now, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>